Welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mir, this Wednesday morning. And since it's Wednesday, you know it. It is that time of the week for a bit of audio column with the one and the only Cruz McCalligan. Cruzy, good morning to you. Hello, good morning. How are you doing today? Yes, I'm very well. I can't tell whether the weather is good, but let's just hope it's good because, <laughs> you know, if people are going outdoors, we always want a bit of sunshine. There we go. Yes. Um, and did you have a good night's sleep? I, I, why do you ask this? How did you know? <laughs> Not really. I wake up a lot during the night. Yeah. yeah I think we both do. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, it's one of those things, right? So um, what have you got for our listeners okay. today? Um, we're talking about white noise. Oh. Now, I don't know if you were ever using white noise devices with your children or anything. Have you ever done that? Oh, no. no, I never used that. No. Yeah. Yeah. But so white noise um, is that <clears throat> catch-all term for ambient noises that drown out different sounds. Okay. So... I don't know. I feel like it's that it's that reason that for most children, um, that shh is ca- is kind calming, of calming, yeah. I suppose. Um, but it turns out there's something very special about this particular combination of frequencies. Now, for adults as well, so not just children. Now, I'm someone that finds it very difficult to fall asleep with sound in the room. So even a ticking clock, I've had to remove clocks from my living room or my bedroom and like wrap them in a towel because they're keeps me awake all night. You've got great hearing. (laughs) (laughs) But it's quite distracting if you're trying to fall asleep and you just hear that little... Yes, absolutely. Now, I used white noise as a bit of a crutch with my youngest because to drown out the sounds of all the other things in my house so that they were able to have a nap. Now, um, that's something a lot of people do. And there's kind of mixed messages about it. I mean, I found it quite effective, I suppose. I find it distracting. I can't fall asleep to it. But my baby has. So I was wondering, like, what is it that helps people, a lot of people, fall asleep because of white noise? Um, So firstly, ambient noise. What is ambient noise? Ambient noise refers to all the background noise that reaches the human ear. It's like the natural soundtrack of the world we live in, consisting of a mix of various sounds such as like maybe traffic or birds or rustling leaves or distant conversations or rain, whatever it is. Now, um, this kind of collection of noises can inform the way that we're perceiving the world around us but white noise refers to noise that is produced by combining all audible sound frequencies together and if you took all of the imaginable tones that most human ears can hear and mash them together you would kind of have white noise it's like that static sometimes that you hear that's right i was just going to quickly get some white noise sound effect but (laughs) go for it. People think that maybe there's something wrong with the radio station. So disclaimer, (laughs) disclaimer. Um, The reason that they they use the phrase white um, to describe this type of noise is because of the way white light works. So white light um, is light that's made up of all the different colours or frequencies of light combined together. Now a prism or a rainbow separates that white light into its different components, but white light is actually all of the colours. It just comes out white. And in the same way, white noise is a combination of all of the different same different frequencies of sound but coming out together so you can think of white noise as 20,000 tones all playing at the same time whoa did you find an example yeah, i did sorry let me just um put it okay so this is from youtube oh, and of course they play an ad first so <laughs> we don't want that we don't want that ad sorry okay oh another ad wow how many ads is that for this? Wow, this white noise has 192 million views already. Wow. That's a great channel yeah, to have. Oh, my goodness. Okay. I'm just going to... 
Ooh, that's an interesting white noise. It's so trafficy. Yes, it's quite trafficy, almost watery from yeah. where I'm standing, sitting. Um, interesting. But because, um, so the thing is, though, with white noise, that because it contains all frequencies, it's frequently used to mask other sounds. Um, so, like, if you're in a, for example, in a hotel and there's voices from the room next door leaking into your room, you might turn on a whirring fan to drown out the voices or like an air con, for example, can drown out sound. So that kind of like background sound. Now, when we talk about um, white noise as a sleep aid, it's kind of interesting because people don't really know why it works. So sleep experts and researchers have studied the relationship between white noise and sleep. And they say the constant sound is akin to like radio static, obviously, has been found to have potential benefits for promoting a better night's sleep and improving sleep quality. So when individuals are exposed to white noise sounds while sleeping, the soothing and consistent background noise helps mask disruptive sounds. So maybe if you live somewhere where there's often like a, a traffic horn downstairs or something like that, having that bass sound can hide some of those bigger, Just more startling sounds. Yeah. Now, of course, in Hong Kong, we always have our air cons on. So I feel like, and my That's air con is not noise. silent. <laughs> I don't know about you. That's mine the is, white noise. Yeah. Yeah. Does yours make noise? It does, yeah. yeah mine is all night <laughs> so we so i used to sleep in the living room from time to time just to get away from the kids sometimes because if i'm in the same bed as them then sometimes they wake up and whatnot we have a we used to have a fish tank in in, in the uh, living room and we used to have this like sort of water filtration and it's very noisy but I find it sort of... You find it soothing. Yeah, that's the white noise. Interesting. <laughs> that's interesting. Now, there's different kinds of... When we talk about white noise, there's also other trendy types of noise that have come in. People get very specific about this. Frogs croaking. <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, it was colours. I was going to talk about oh. different colours, but we talked about frogs. Um, so, for example, like pink noise or brown noise, right? So pink noise... So white noise, we said, is like all of these different frequencies. But pink noise emphasizes lower frequencies, giving it a rumbling or rushing quality. And it's often compared to the sounds of ocean waves or rain. So while white noise is quite evenly distributed across frequencies, pink noise focuses more on the lower end of the sound spectrum. And then there's brown noise. So brown noise is particularly trendy right now. It's like a connoisseur. Like, which should you try? Which kind of background noise do you try? Um, brown noise resembles a scale where the frequency, like a slider, gains more momentum and power as it goes down. It decreases in frequency. This drop-off of power at higher frequencies produces deeper sounds, like a low, distant rumbling or a steady wind. So there's different ways that brown noise can be beneficial versus white noise versus pink noise. So it's like it's like what suits who, really. And it's just trial and error, really, just seeing which one you can sort of fall asleep quicker. Exactly, exactly. So it's like which which kind of works best for you. Now, um, white noise machines are the ones that kind of can create that sound. But even then, if you've ever had a white noise machine, you'll see that there's different options. You might have like a shh, shh, shh. Like there's lots of different... That's my, That's very good. <laughs> we need to loop that. <laughs> but another reason they say that white noise might be inducing sleep is because they've um, they become part of a sleep ritual. Like it's that sick signal to your brain like in the same way huddling a teddy bear might be that signal to your brain whether you're an adult it's like or... conditioning isn't it exactly mm. um but it's very interesting and it's you don't really know what's going to be best for you if you're having trouble sleeping i mean i am very lucky in that at this stage in my life i'm so exhausted i could sleep <laughs> on the wet floor <laughs> and, and in a moment's notice happily for a nap like not a problem um but yeah so it's quite interesting so um some of the 
preferences at the moment. Pink noise apparently is becoming popular because it's um, people are experimenting with how it may improve memory during sleep. And it's possible that pink sound waves mimic brain waves during stage three slow wave or deep sleep. And this is when the body does the vast majority of long term memory consolidation, wow. which is very interesting, I think. Um, and a study, there was a small study done in Germany in 2013, which found pink noise prolonged deep sleep and improved memory. So there's like still so much we don't know, right? So they basically told people a whole bunch of words before they went to sleep. And then some listened to pink noise while they're sleep, sleeping, some didn't. And the ones who listened to pink noise when they're sleeping woke up and remembered more of the words. So that's take that as you will, <laughs> if that's helpful to anybody. Um, but yeah, so it's quite interesting. There's all these sorts of things, but there could be... Um, a downside to using sound for sleep. So one study has said that the brain is actively working while we sleep. It's repairing and restoring our body. It's boosting our immune system. And it's still hearing each and every sound, right? So if you introduce a continuous sound all night, that means the brain is constantly perceiving and analyzing those signals. So is it really giving your brain a break? you might be trapping it into a an analysis loop right so does that does that rob the brain from its chance for rest and restoration that constant hum but no one really knows like we don't know we have because no we're idea. asleep we're asleep yeah. and there are studies that show some potential beneficial effects to it but there are studies that show potentially disturbing effects um so they're not quite sure what the effect will be like some people it works really well for them at night some people it really doesn't work um but you know one one thing is of course like you can't have something too loud when you sleep there's a you know it's not good for yeah. our hearing to be bombarded with why most of us can't sleep when it's so noisy when it's so noisy yeah. you know um most of us, as I said, I could fall asleep inside a truck engine <laughs> at this point in time. Um, but yeah, so that we don't really know what this um, has to do with anything in terms of the future of like this. But a lot of people are very interested in sleep. And I think today's world where people spend a lot of time on their phones before bed, they're getting a lot of that like that blue UVB light. blue light. Yeah. yeah. Is it UVB blue light? It's yeah. probably just blue light. Um, but that blue light, we're, we're messing with our circadian rhythms. And it's fascinating to me that things like different kinds of white noise are emerging as solutions to people's kind of insomnia because we're we're playing against our nature we're not retreating to our bedrooms as soon as the sun goes down and then you know getting up with this getting the up with the sun rises you know um so it's very interesting white noise has also been seen to be potentially helpful for um, people who have adhd um and i find this really interesting so there's lots of potential of like it easing symptoms in children with adhd um, such as speech recognition and writing and reading speed because some like there are people who need a lot of sensory input you know I mean if you've um, like smell to remember something right? totally yeah. yeah there's like lots of ways that our brains work and, and, and especially when you're neurodivergent there's other ways that your brains work and how do we support that as well so that's quite interesting I think and, and there's a description here that says that um, for some people with ADHD white noise is like an auditory weighted blanket so that constant sensory input helps them to to calm down and focus which I find really fascinating yeah. you know because for me it's it's very much the opposite I find it very stressful to be in shh yeah. all the time but um you know that's that's me I'm I'm you know yeah. I'm not neurodivergent so that's it's the opposite effect yeah it's quite fascinating I'm so glad you picked this topic today Cruz I learned so much from you and I'm gonna really check out pink noise because I had never heard of pink noise before and brown noise so and brown noise yeah yes. yeah there's Amazing. lots of others as well there's um there's also uh, gray noise which is 
uh, noise at higher and lower frequencies, but not in the middle. There's violet noise, um, purple noise purple for noise, you as yes, a fan, yes. fan of the colour purple. It's the opposite of brown noise. It's the volume goes up when the frequency does and it gains power faster than blue noise. Blue noise, its power increases. But there's like a lot. It's like a whole science and it's quite fascinating. Yeah. A fascinating topic indeed. Well, thank you so much, Cruzy, for your time this week and I look forward to more chats with you next week. Thank you very much. Bye-bye.